One, two, three. Welcome to Highest Potential with Dr. Steve Pettit, a podcast that explores the many ways Bob Jones University is advancing God's kingdom through Christian education with the biblical worldview. I'm Daniel Lehman, a current student at BJU and co-host for this podcast. I'd like to welcome you today to our Highest Potential podcast. I'm Steve Pettit. President of Bob Jones University and Mr. Daniel Lehman. Hello, folks. Hello, How are you hello. doing, Daniel? We're doing very good, Doc. Very good indeed. Well, we, we're going to be talking about something today that is going to be down your uh, alley because we're talking about ministry training. Yes, we are. Tell us about your major. Okay, so my major is ministry and leadership here at the university. I've actually, I started out being biblical studies, a fun fact, and I switched over to ministry and leadership. With that track, uh, we, we've been talking, I don't, don't have to take Greek with it, uh, but this one, the cool thing about it here at the university is you can actually do a dual degree with it. So I have several friends who are accounting, ministry and leadership, or business and ministry and leadership, so that way you can actually get a second degree with it. And this goal, this degree, you can do several different things with it, emphasis, like pastoral studies, uh, youth ministries, you can have a counseling with it. There's even a worship focus that they have. You take worship classes. Uh, Dr. Coleman really Really oversees that. I love the diversity of it, the practical leadership application and training you get, in, along with those strong, wonderful Bible classes and like homiletics and then upper level Bible classes you get to take with it. So you're doing all that, but your ultimate goal is to do what? Then? I want to be a pastor. But you want to go into seminary. Yes, sir. So, yep. the, but the seminary training you will take Greek. Oh yeah, we're gonna okay. we're gonna we're gonna get some all more right. training that way. It's yeah, good so to know. We, some we've of already that. had our talk about the importance of taking some Greek. Yes, we have. All right. Well, listen, we are delighted to have our program today because we are having uh, uh, Dr. Alan Benson, who is Executive Vice President over Ministerial Training here, and then also Dr. Kevin Oberlin, who Mm -hmm. is over the Undergrad School of Religion. And uh, we're going to have a conversation about ministry training today, uh, what's going on at Bob Jones, but also a, a bigger picture of the need for God to raise up the next generation of servant leaders and pastors. Hope you'll enjoy the podcast. Well, we are delighted today to have with us here on Highest Potential, Dr. Alan Benson and Dr. Kevin Oberlin. Alan is the executive vice president here at Bob Jones University for uh, both student life and ministerial training. Alan, thanks for being with us today. Dr. Pettit, it's a joy to be here. Thanks for having us on. And we're delighted to have also Kevin Oberlin, who is the dean of the School of Religion, which is the undergrad program here at the university. And Kevin, we're so glad to have you as well. I'm delighted to be here. Well, it's getting down towards the end of the school year, and is everybody still surviving? They, they are. You know what it's like running downhill? Right. Uh, that, that's what most everybody's doing. <laughs> Whether they want to go that fast or not, they're running downhill. So, <laughs> Well, I've been uh, very encouraged uh, as we are going to talk today about ministerial training here at Bob Jones. <clears throat> when I came here to, to the university eight years ago to be the president, one of the great burdens of the board was the ongoing work of training the next generation of preachers. And so, Alan, I'd like to start with you on a question just about the current day, the present day that we're living in, what ministerial training is looking like, and kind of kind of give a big picture of kind of a state of the union. Where are we in ministerial training, not just at Bob Jones only, although that's part of it, but kind of a big picture overall throughout our country. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's a challenging day. 
we, we know, I think, from the time our Lord ascended into heaven, that ministry was going to be a challenging thing just due to the fact that we were ministering for him as lights in the world. Um, and so every generation has its challenges. For us, uniquely, particularly in our Western setting, um, it's a uniquely challenging day in that um, the makeup of those to whom we are to take the gospel has changed. Mm. And we started with an assumption, even terminology, that as I talk to people, they're going to know it. And we're just not we're just not there today. Whether that's secularized or or atheistic or agnostic, um, we're walking out to a culture with the gospel that that their perspective, their worldview is shifted. So it, it's challenging, and thus you have to equip those going to have that conversation differently. Uh, I do think there are universals, right? Paul, uh, in in talking about ministry. Uh, said in the church context that, that what a, a minister is supposed to do is equip the saints to do the work of the ministry and build up the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's true of anybody, it would be those then that are going to lead church ministries, and that really has been our focus. What do we do? What are those two dynamics? And one of those is the essentials of equipping. What tools need to be in someone's toolbox to actually handle the Word of God? And then secondly, to build up the body of Christ. Go be a church builder. And so there's a, a, a balance, if you will, into what ministry training looks like. Um, and, and today that looks like more emphasis on things like the apologetics application of the Scripture. Yes, you need to be able to, to handle the Word of God, exegete the Word of God, but the nature of the conversation looks much more today in our culture like defending the faith than maybe it did 25 years ago. All of that said, uh, there's interesting dynamics to this generation that affect the pathways to ministry. I believe we've got a, a generation of young people, then particularly Christian young people, who really do want to make a difference. And, and getting those young people missionally oriented with their faith is part of what ministry training is, but I think that's an incredibly exciting opportunity. And, and so uh, we are pursuing the pathways of engaging with those young people that want to do something. Interestingly, there, there are probably not as many who are saying, high school age, I want to be in full-time Christian service. I think there are more who are discovering that through doing Christian service and saying, I want to give my life to this. Mm. So the pathway of getting them there looks different than, than what it did 20 years ago. I believe that we have the opportunity to see more young people in full-time Christian mm. service because of the journey of getting them involved in ministry mm. that ends up leading them to make the decision to give their life to it. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I just uh, let let our audience know that the history of the school, uh, when Bob Jones University was founded in 1927, it actually was not started as a Bible college. It was started as a university, uh, as a college, a liberal arts college with a liberal arts education. But the first three majors were music, speech, and basically Bible mm-hmm. or Bible training. Yeah. And it was founded by an evangelist. Uh, every pa- every president has been an ordained minister. Uh, I was a traveling evangelist for ne- nearly 30 years before coming here. So, um, you know, when, when if, no question that at the heart of the of the university is ministerial training. Uh, there's just no question about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I'd like to do, uh, Kevin, is is let you get us down into the weeds a little bit with 
you you live with the students. You're you're working with ministerial training. You are over our undergrad program, and here at Bob Jones. We've always had a strong undergrad program and a strong grad program. Mm. I would say historically, our undergrad problem was our undergrad program was probably the the the, the main um, barometer, if you could say, of where we are in our our preachers program, as opposed to the graduate school. The graduate school was kind of the next step, you know, beyond that. Obviously, things are a little bit different today. So, kind of give us a maybe a state of where where the undergrad program is, going into the grad program, and then what you're seeing in the heartbeat of the students themselves. Sure, yeah. I, I would just echo um, everything that um, Alan said regarding just um, the students and the state of the affair of where things are at. I think that worldview shapes beliefs, belief shapes values, and there is, a, there is, a, there is really a tug at our students' hearts what their values are, and there's a war going on right now in the hearts of our students and our prospective students alike. And so we really see ourselves as partnering with local churches by God's grace and through his spirit to win the hearts of our young people, the students that are coming here. Um, that ministry is something that God is doing inside their own heart first. That's transforming them. It's changing them. And their values are being changed as they hear the word of God and, and they have the right beliefs. They actually are believing the right promises that they ought to be believing versus promises that, that maybe this world or this, the, the, around, the people around them are saying that are, are valuable. And so uh, within this battle, if you could put it this way, we, we really want to, um, first of all, make sure that our, our students have an alignment with God's Word, that it's the authority of Scripture, the sufficiency of Scripture, that the Scripture is good, that God is good, and um, that He is he, that Jesus Christ actually has authority, that Matthew 28 actually is reality, that all authority has been given unto Him in heaven and earth, uh, a doctrine that I don't think is really talked about or thought about as much, you know, Matthew 16, that Christ is actually going to build his church as chief shepherd. So so based on that and based upon actually shaping students toward Christ-likeness, um, we desire to see them to become good ministers, and that's for any of our students. Um, but particularly in the school of religion, we have four majors that and uh, an associate's program as well that helps us actually give them that tool, the toolbox, as you mentioned, and... That's biblical studies, which is really kind of our pre-seminary program. We have biblical counseling, which is a very uh, popular among our students who take it as a major, even a minor, or a certificate in it. We have ministry and leadership, which is a double major, uh, which complements well the leadership with any with the branding of any other program, whether it's business or culinary arts or um, cinema. And then we have. Um, as well, um, our missions major, our cross-cultural service major, and of course that uh, is a heartbeat of, uh, of what we're doing here as well. So let's get down to the weeds. We kind yeah. of talked about this. The School of Religion is, is basically our undergraduate biblical studies. And tell, yes. tell us how that services the entire university, and then we'll kind of jump then into the seminary. Yes, okay. So undergrad, we are servicing the entire university through our, our core, our BJU core as we call it, in a worldview studies minor. So every student that comes to the university is actually getting 18 credits of our faculty automatically. They're going through surveys of the Bible, they're learning hermeneutics, they're looking, looking at doc, key doctrines, they're looking at how 
what they're studying is connecting to worldview and apologetics as they launch out into a career. So every student is getting that um, just by being here at the university. So they're going to get a piece of what we're doing here in the, in the School of Religion. As well, we also have a pre-seminary program. You mentioned biblical studies. That's that's kind of what you would think of as this, like, you know, you have pre-med, that's our pre-seminary going you track, you're, you're on the path to the seminary. And then we have double majors, like ministry and leadership. And ministry and leadership really fits in with a host of other majors, about 50 other majors that it can fit well with. You can finish in four years for basically the same amount of money and come out with preparation for the church, but also preparation for whatever vocation the Lord has for you. It seems like uh, as I get to know the the undergrad students, we've got some pretty sharp uh, young men and young ladies in this program who actually are rising up to be leaders here That's on right. the campus. Yep. And uh, I understand some of them have run for student body president. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's encouraging to hear that, that yes. those are rising up. And it seems like there's a real interest, uh, even on campus over the past year, of a lot of spontaneity in evangelism or prayer. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about that on yes. campus. Yeah, so there, there is a lot of students that are meeting together for prayer on their own. Um, <clears throat> they're meeting uh, together, you know, in, of course, we've always had missions prayer band, which we call Missions Advance now, and that meets weekly. But we have also students groups on their own that are asking for, can we get together for, for prayer? Can we get together and just really talk about things intentionally from the Word of God? So there's a number of our students who are um, taking leadership roles and, and are actually uh, driving things forward. A lot of our, our initiatives become are actually students who are have ideas. Um, we just had one yesterday, a student was saying, hey, we would really love to hone ourselves in this particular area, really develop ourselves in a particular tool, if you will. And so uh, Alan and I were actually discussing on the phone yesterday afternoon, like, how can we do that? The student says this was a real need, and we're actually thinking about how to build that out. So I know <clears throat> uh, one of the concerns you always have in a Christian university is not just to come here, get education, and, don't, and not be a part of service. What, what's going on with our students as far as uh, service beyond the campus? Yes. So we have an entire uh, center called the Center for Global Opportunities, and it's for local evangelism, local ministry in our churches and in our community, as well as global mission teams. Um, and in the School of Religion, we started a new initiative this last year called the Ministry Mentoring assessment and basically that means that every student has an assigned mentor to them that they've they've either chosen or the mentor's chosen them but they've been connected and that mentor is actually helping them think through how can they actually use their four years here really productively in other words mapping out eight semesters ahead and thinking what are the types of ministry ventures that you should be thinking about and preparing based upon what you envision the Lord would have. So there's, here you have a freshman thinking about what they're going to do their senior year, interviewing other seniors, saying, hey, how do I not miss out on certain opportunity, ministry opportunities, and really mapping that out so they can be intentional in that regard. And then uh, one question I often get asked is, uh, do we still have summer mission teams? What's going on there? So I think probably with everyone, they've been a little bit challenged because of the the nature of what's gone on in the, in the world the last couple of years. But yes, we do. We actually have a team going out um, this summer, and we actually had like eight teams going out, and typically we'll have eight to 12 teams every summer, but it's been a little challenging not knowing because you have to plan for so soon, yeah. or so early, I should say, and um, buy tickets so early and all that. So some of that was uncertain for this summer, so we don't have as many going out, but um, but yeah, we, we it's definitely full, full throttle as much as we can. So Alan, I know that um, 
here at the university, one of the things that we've uh, seen here is especially not a shift towards the seminary, but but the mindset of people today of the importance of seminary, and then what are we doing here at Bob Jones and talk about the BJU Seminary. So give us a big picture there. Sure. So we, we have a, an awesome opportunity to look holistically at what does it take to be equipped for ministry. And, and we're an educational institution, so we package things according to degrees, of course, um, without the, the belief that you're going to be an effective ministry because you get X or Y degree. And so we really are looking at ministry training, ministry equipping uh, as a full pipeline, and we're building our, our educational approach to that equipping accordingly. So looking at the fact that we have an undergrad program and looking at the level of equipping we think somebody needs to do ministry today, uh, we're actually, rather than saying, now finish this degree and then go get that degree, we're actually saying get this level of equipping. And thus, our undergrad program, a guy coming in, you actually can do what we refer to as a three plus one. And in the four years realizing the equipping you want, get an undergraduate degree and a master's degree uh, in that four years. Or if you know going in, I want to get a master of divinity. Um, the, the right students, rightly motivated, can actually come in and get what we call a four plus two, six years, and you do an undergraduate degree and a Master of Divinity degree. And, and that's much more than just packaging. It's actually about saying, how can we effectively get you equipped for ministry today? Um, and that really is our mindset, and so it's shaping seminary for us. Um, we, we are seeing more and more of our own undergraduate students choose those pathways. We're seeing more and more, as Kevin referred, uh, our students saying, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how God's going to use me in ministry, but I have a heart for that. And so they're choosing things intentionally, like a dual major. I'm going to get that degree in accounting, but I also don't want to say, oh, why did I do that? And I have to take three years because I do feel God wants me in ministry. They're pursuing that dual pathway. Um, and, and those are leading to, to people pursuing uh, further on into seminary training. Um, you, you mentioned kids actually doing ministry, and, and uh, we are seeing that incredibly. That is actually making them think uh, about getting then equipping for doing ministry because they've been introduced to it. So um, this summer, even with COVID and everything else, we'll have six to 800 students who give their summer to ministry, mm -hmm. whether that's at Christian camps or mission teams or, or working in their local church and in internships. Um, it, it's an incredible group. Many of them are not in, our, in what we would consider our full-time ministry majors. Mm -hmm. Many of them will come back and actually adjust to that because they've been doing ministry and saying, that's, that's where God wants me. That's where I can make the difference. And we're actually structuring our theological equipping when they're ready to do that, to come and get it. And so seminary, we've addressed really two big things. One is accessibility. How can we help people get the equipping they need? Whether that is a pastor who is here, did his undergrad and said, oh, I wished I'd stayed and gotten more, but how do I do it now? We've built out modalities, online, live stream, um, uh, hybrid programs where they can come in one night a week or they can come in and do a modular week and in a week get a course done that doesn't cause them to unplug from the ministry they're in but can get the equipping they're getting. Um, and, and we offer those opportunities to our students that are, that are here on the ground um, to, to be able to take classes by other modalities while they're in their educational experience. 
Um, the other thing then is affordability. Mm-hmm. Education's expensive no matter what you're, you're getting it for. So what can we do that actually is going to encourage people to climb over the hurdle of expense and get the equipping that they need to do ministry? And so we're working really on programs like we mentioned. Well, if you could get that master's level training and have to only pay for four years instead of five, that's a huge help. Or if there are ways we can help you with scholarships for an existing pastor who's in ministry. And so Kevin mentioned partnering with the local church. For example, this year we rolled out a church partnership scholarship. Mm -hmm. If a church will help someone from their church, whether that's their pastor or someone else, come pay $1,000, we'll match it. Uh, to help them to get those courses done and, and, and not be in a debt ditch at the end of it that keeps them from ministry. Um, the other thing then is, is creative design, uh, looking at our programs, adding uh, particular emphases that are giving people specific equipping for the ministry areas they're in, whether that is chaplaincy. And today, effectiveness in our community has actually been open because of chaplaincy. It's not just military chaplaincy but chaplaincy in partnership with my police department, uh, who we've gone through the defund the police movement. For a church to come alongside and say, I want to be a part of this, is such an incredible message to, to our officers. Mm-hmm. Or to, to be able, through the brokenness in our culture, to have pathways to do ministry. I'm now coming to share with a family who just lost their son, or I'm going and dealing with the person that's just been arrested because they've been in such a desperate plight. And we're working to equip people for actual ministry needs and so we've added those kind of emphases to our DMIN program, our MDiv program. And then thirdly, obviously, um, we have never seen the, the type of need that we would refer to as counseling, um, interpersonal, one-to-one type counseling opportunities. And we are really intentionally ramping up. Whether you're saying, I'm going to be a pastor, okay, how, how much equipping do you need in counseling? Or I want to come alongside my local church and be equipped as a staff member to help counsel because that's the level at which discipleship is taking place. And so we've really ramped up our, our counseling training and equipping programs. Um, and so it's directing our programs toward the actual ministry needs that the church is facing mm-hmm. and equipping people to do the work of the ministry and build up the body of Christ. So um, as we kind of, uh, kind of uh, come to a little bit of a conclusion here, um, I want us to talk about some real numbers here and what, what's going on. And uh, these are just kind of really fairly quick answers, but let's talk about what are the needs for pastors today? What, what are some real numbers that we're looking at? The, the need is, is not just great. All the indicators are that the need is getting greater. And so um, there are more ministers today in churches over 70 than there are under 40. So just natural cycles uh, of, of retirement, the pipeline behind those men retiring is thin. Um, so actual number of churches that are looking for pastors, it, it, it's hard for me to know because everybody kind of has their own set of numbers. Um, the constituency we have been serving um, is telling us the need is desperate. Um, so I don't know how many churches in particular um, but we probably today are only training about a third of those that are needed, hmm. just those that are communicating to us about their need. 
So we've got catch-up to do to get just the number of people ready to meet the, the, the need today. So we don't have enough pastors to go around for the churches that are out there. We do not. So let's talk about our undergrad uh, program numbers-wise. Kevin, give us an idea of what we have in the SOR, the School of Religion. We're typically between 225 and 250. That are in that studying in that program. In, in the School of Religion. Oh, very good. Yep. And of course... <clears throat> One of the things that we discovered here when I came here to Bob Jones was we had so segmented out the school of religion thinking these are the people that are going to go in ministry. And, of course, you've got scores of people that are in other majors. So one of the things we did is to have a ministry chapel just to see kind of how many kids are thinking about ministry that are in different majors. And so tell me the numbers we have that are coming to our ministry chapel. Round numbers about 500 that are that are in that chapel. Sometimes, depending, it'll it'll sneak up by semester to six hundred, and sometimes four fifty. But it's always right around that five hundred number. And by the way, uh, that has been really successful. Seeing young people who start there and then say, "Oh, I want the double major." Many of them have been in ministry chapel. Many of them change majors into ministry majors um, because they've been unsure. I come in, I start with another major, but my heart's in ministry. Yeah, this is actually what God wants me to do. And, and will change their, their major. So it has been tremendous in helping young people discern God's call in their life. And tell us about what, what kind of numbers we have right now within our seminary. One year unduplicated headcount. So that means students right now on the ground who are here this year, 354. Okay. Um, that in a three-year cycle, because of the way the MDiv works, um, we're right at 600 in the in the three-year unduplicated headcount. And tell us, uh, well, you mentioned how the, the the majors we have in the school of religion. Tell us specifically what are some of the master level uh, degrees that there are. So MA level, you can get an MA in Bible, which is basically the the partner to the undergrad biblical studies, and and it and an really MA is how many how many credits? That would be th right at 30 credits. Okay. Um, and it's going to give you enhanced tools. So you're going to continue on with, with Greek, introducing biblical language, depending on which one you, you pick. You can do one in theological studies and not do language. Um, then also our, our master's degrees in counseling are all, are all at that level. And so they, they are more directed. I'm doing a master because it's 30 hours. Um, in a sense, your elective classes are all going to be in that field. So then beyond that, you go to the MDiv, and the Master of, of Divinity uh, is basically a 90-hour degree. And then you are going to get all your languages, both Greek and Hebrew. Um, you're, you're going to go deeper in all of your that, theologies. That's equivalent to a med, med school program of three years or correct. anytime you go towards a doctoral program. Yes, that, that's correct. Um, uh, anybody that is doing, in a sense, an MA and then continuing on to do an MDiv, um, is getting what we in the academic world would refer to as professional-level training. And that, that would end, in a sense, at the level of training that, would, that in the, the professional world would be a terminal level of training. Now, MDiv is not a terminal degree, but you don't find a degree like that in many other fields. And, and frankly, it's part of the, the level of equipping that people need. And then what, what on the doctoral level? And then we offer PhD, which academically is the teaching degree. And then we offer Doctor of Ministry, which would be on the, the practical side. Both are terminal degrees. I uh, end up with a project or dissertation. 
um, and and are more about the the again the level of equipping um, that that you get. Um, and, and they're not exclusive. We have many people that are pursuing pastoral ministry and go the PhD route. Um, and you can do the PhD coming out of a, a Master of Arts degree. Um, so PhD has 60 hours in it that is after the MA. Typically, DMIN is coming out of the MDiv. You've done the, all that master's level work, and that would be 30 hours uh, on on the DMIN. And so it, it depends on how you partner those degrees. So uh, as we as we conclude here, tell us uh, today's a big day for us here on campus over at the seminary. Tell us what's happening. Bob Jones has pursued in its most recent strategic plan an emphasis on student success and student learning. And some of that is looking at our programs. Some of it is looking at our facilities and saying, what do we need to do best to help our students learn and thrive and grow and get equipped? And the seminary is lockstep with that. God has blessed us with a wonderful facility. And there is space in that facility that we now have the opportunity to transform to be more conducive to student learning. And so we've got a, 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 just architecturally a, a beautiful uh, piece of our building that we refer to as the Rotunda. And God has supplied through uh, generous donors the funding for us to do a remodeling program in that rotunda and transform it into what I think is going to be some of the most uh, advanced as well as conducive student learning environment uh, that, that any seminary has. Interaction with faculty, uh, electronics for them to actually sit and work and study together. And so today is a kickoff for that. Um, the building is there, so instead of groundbreaking and then building a building, we're remodeling, and so we're doing wall breaking as a kickoff to, to getting that project done. Well, we are very excited about <clears throat> the seminary and the ministerial training, and not just for on-campus students, but we have a, just a full-fledged online program that people can come into our program from literally all over the world and take classes, get degrees, and really get solid, biblical, uh, conservative, uh, committed to the authority of Scripture teaching from first-rate uh, professors. And uh, so I hope that you'll consider, if you have not, if you're looking for ministerial training, that you'll consider the Bob Jones University, the BJU Seminary here. You can find us online at seminary.bju.edu. And I hope this has been a help and encouragement to you as we have talked about ministerial training today. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Highest Potential with Dr. Steve Pettit. Don't forget to find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.